Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're so glad you joined us here for the conversation as we go verse by verse through the book of Jeremiah. Our series, The Hard Truth, is looking at this Old Testament prophet's messages of sorrow, judgment, and hope. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, friends, to today's episode. You'll notice I have a nice cup of uh, Nespresso coffee. Yes, we are upper crust people here at the Faith Baptist uh, break room office, pastoral break room office. But uh, we have uh, a postcard as well. This is from Joanna Allen and the girls who recently went down to the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts. And they got this postcard of, it's a painting by Paul Cezanne. I think that's the way you pronounce it. And it's entitled Victor Choquet. Some of you French-speaking people need to help me. But uh, the girls, the Allen girls, said that this postcard looks like me. And I know that I've recently had a birthday and that I'm aging, but do I really look that old? So there it is. That's the postcard of the day. We are in Jeremiah chapter number 15 today, and we're going to cover, Lord willing, a a larger swath. Uh, So let's just jump right in to verse number 11. I think you'll remember from last episode that Jeremiah was just complaining a bit. Woe is me. Uh, It would have been better off had I not been born. Uh, I just feel so worthless. I feel so... Uh, purposeless. I feel like there are there are, are no results to my ministry. <laughs> Have you ever felt that way, fellow ministry partners? Look at verse number 11. <clears throat> the Lord said, verily, it shall be well with thy remnant. I love how the Lord just encourages us at just the right time with just the right words. And the Lord said, Jeremiah, the future is bright. And I know that you've been tasked with this negative message, a message of judgment, a message of chastisement, a message of captivity. But remember, I am God. And I see beyond just the the small little measuring stick of one lifetime. I see my grand plan and my covenant that I made with your forefather Abraham uh, and even with Uh, David. And I have a plan uh, for my people, and I will bring them to an expected end. And this is part of that process. And they must learn this this hard-to-learn lesson through these negative experiences. But Jeremiah, be clear that I will, verse number, or rather, uh, it shall, verse number 11, be well with thy remnant. Then it says, Verily, I will cause the enemy to entreat thee well in the time of evil and in the time of affliction. I'm even going to be working during the days of captivity. When God's people are in captivity, under the thumb of the enemy, in that foreign environment, I will still be working in the heart of the enemy to bring a peace and, and, and a peaceful captivity among the people. And that's what happened, by the way, when they went to Babylon, that it was relatively peaceful for God's people. And they had cities and they, and they had a life and they began 
the, the whole process of synagogue worship there, and they became people of the book, and there were prophets there to speak to them. So it wasn't entirely a, a bad thing. Uh, some good came out of that. Look at verse number 12, where God goes on to say, shall iron break the northern iron and the steel? Thy substance and thy treasures will I give to the spoil without price, and that for all thy sins, even in all thy borders. Interestingly, in verses 12 and 13, the Lord is careful to say, listen, I'm going to bless the remnant. I'm going to bring them back. I'm going to even be working in the hearts of the leadership of the enemy while they're there. But make no mistake about it. Uh, you're not going to get away with not going to captivity, not tasting of this judgment. Uh, it's it's like iron against iron. You're not going to win. Verse number 14, I will make thee to pass with thine enemies into a land which thou knowest not. For a fire is kindled in mine anger, which shall burn upon you. So again, the Lord is offering hope but it's a hope with the caveat that, but you're still gonna you're still gonna have this spanking. It's like a parent saying to a child, "It's gonna be fine. We're gonna get through this, but you're not gonna get out of your punishment." Okay, you have crossed the line, and that's what the Lord is saying here. Verse number fifteen. This is uh, Jeremiah's response. So remember, in verse ten, Jeremiah is expressing some depression, really. Verses 11 through 15, God encourages him, but it's an encouragement that carries the caveat, but this will happen. This judgment will happen. Now, in verse number 15, Jeremiah just expresses his heart to the Lord. And watch what he says in verse 15. O Lord, thou knowest. And that's really the end of that independent clause there. O Lord, thou knowest. And sometimes the best thing that we can say to the Lord and remind ourselves of is, Lord, you know. And we need to take comfort in that. That's a great comfort to someone who is going through a hard time, but is doing what's right. Lord, you know. You know what I'm going through. You know the feelings I have. You know the frustrations I feel. You know. By the way, that same prayer, Lord, you know, can be a very negative thing if we're not living right. Like, Lord, you know. Like, I might be fooling my neighbor and my friend and my spouse and my church, but Lord, you know. And so that can be a, 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 a prayer of great conviction too. But in this case, Jeremiah is, Lord, you know. You know what I'm going through. You know the, the battle that I face emotionally every day. Watch what he goes on to say, verse number 15. O Lord, thou knowest, remember me and visit me and revenge me of my persecutors. Take me not away in thy long suffering. And know that for thy sake I have suffered rebuke. So Jeremiah, Lord, I need your help. I'm being bombarded. And really the enemy and the bombarding that, that Jeremiah is feeling is not even from the Babylonians. This is not some future enemy that he is anticipating. This is the fact that his own people, the people of Judah, to whom 
Jeremiah has given the message of God to whom Jeremiah has shared his heart, with whom Jeremiah has shared his heart. They've stood against him. Remember, we talked several episodes ago about the people of Anathoth, uh, the city of the priest, Jeremiah's hometown, how that they were plotting against him. And Jeremiah's, Lord, you know, when when are you going to care for this? When am I going to get a break? Verse number 16, Jeremiah says this, thy words were found. That's the word of God. Thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. That, that's, that's one of my favorite verses in the entire book of Jeremiah. And Jeremiah almost answers his own frustration. He almost supplies a rationale for his own complaint when he says, Lord, I found your word. And, and it was my resource. I imbibed it. I, I ate it. I, I, what that means metaphorically is I took it in. I didn't just look at it. I didn't just inspect it. I didn't just admire it, as one commentator said. But no, I've, I've taken it in. When, when, you, when you eat food, it becomes a part of you, right? That's what food does. It supplies the proteins and the carb, carbs and whatever you need. Uh, for your sustenance. That's what food does. It becomes a part of you. And that's what Jeremiah said. Jeremiah said, I've had not a laissez-faire attitude about, I've not had a casual relationship with the word of God. It's been real. It's been real. I found it. I ate it. It, it, it gave me inner joy in spite of the outer trial, the outer circumstance. And then I realized as I took in your word, as your word did its work in my life, it made me understand who I am. I am yours, O God. I am called by thy name. Those are two of our greatest resources in any trial of life. The word of God that we take in and and meditate, chew on. And then our identity in Christ, that we know who we are. The word of God and our identity in Christ or in God. Those are such important anchors to, to hold us in the storms of life. Watch what Jeremiah goes on to say in verse 17. I sat not in the assembly of the mockers, nor rejoiced. I sat alone because of thy hand, for thou hast filled me with indignation. It's almost like Jeremiah's a bit schizophrenic here. He goes from joy and the word of God's my resource and I know who I am to, man, I'm struggling, right? Uh, people are mocking me. Uh, I'm by, all by myself. Uh, I'm mad. Verse number 18, why is my pain perpetual? My wound incurable? I mean, think about that. This is never going to stop. That's perpetual. This is never, I'm never going to get help. That's incurable. Which refuseth to be healed. Wilt thou be altogether unto me as a liar? Lord, it's like you've told me things, but but it's like you're lying to me. Like you're not being trustworthy. And as waters that fail. Lord, you've told me that you're the fountain of living water that I've chosen. But it seems as if the spring is dry. It seems as if the fountain has run dry. Lord, I'm just expressing how I feel. Doesn't this section of Jeremiah read like a psalm? 
Doesn't this remind you of some of the complaints that David or even Asaph made in the Psalms where they're just expressing their heart to God? It's like, Lord, on the one hand, I know your word is what I need, and I know that you're my God and and that I'm identified with you. On the other hand, I feel like this is never going to end, and I feel like I have no help, and I'm mad, and I feel like you failed me. It's like he's got these really precious thoughts about God, and he has these really vile thoughts about God, which is exactly what the Lord deals with at the end of this chapter. So real quickly, look at the Lord's response in verse number 19. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, if thou return, then I will bring thee again. And Jeremiah, come back to me. Thou shalt stand before me. If thou take forth the precious from the vile. We just talked about that. So Jeremiah, you've got to learn to separate these negative thoughts, this negative view, this this unbiblical perspective, and take the precious perspective. You've talked about it, the Word of God and uh, the purposes of God and the person of God. So separate the precious from the vile, like a a, a silversmith would separate the, in the refining process, would separate the dross from the silver. Separate it. Watch this. If thou shalt take forth the precious from the vile, thou shalt be as my mouth. Lord, if you, if you, if you faithfully convey to the people the precious and true things about my word and me, it's as if I'm speaking through you. Let them return unto thee, but return not thou unto them. Jeremiah, you can't control what these people do. If they respond, if they return to you, if they agree with your message, great. But don't you stoop to their level. Don't say the things and think the things and do the things that they're doing. No, as a representative of God, stand your ground. Stand upon the word. Stand upon the truth. Uh, Don't mix your message to try to make them like you more. If they come, great. If they don't, that's okay too. Your job is not to win them. Your job is to represent me. Verse number 20, and I will make thee unto this people a fenced brazen wall. Wow, brass wall. And they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee to save thee, to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Look at verse 21. And I will deliver thee out of the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem thee out of the hand of the terrible. You know, it's so very, very precious about these verses is that these verses, and I'm going to turn back to it right now so I can read you Jeremiah chapter 1. These verses here at the end of Jeremiah 15 are really a reiteration of God's promise to Jeremiah at his calling back when he was just a kid preacher. Because in Jeremiah chapter 1, he says, For behold, I have made thee this day a defense city, an iron pillar, brazen walls against the holy uh, against the whole land against the kings of Judah against the princes thereof against the priests thereof against the people of the land they shall fight against thee but they shall not prevail against thee for I am with thee saith the Lord to deliver thee it's almost as if God said Jeremiah don't forget I've got you from the time I called you until this time of great turmoil and confusion Jeremiah I am still God Your calling is still sure. 
My promises are still true, and you can trust me. And so can you, my friend. You can trust him today. And it's important that you place your faith totally in the God of the Word. Eat that Word today. Understand who you are in Christ and let God do a work of encouraging grace in your life. God bless, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.